0: Welcome to Jesus Loves the World podcast. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name. Following on from last week's sermon, The One Who Has the Sharp Two-Edged Sword, we come to episode four of our seven-part series titled The Seven Letters. They are the seven letters to the seven churches in the book of the Revelation of Jesus. Remember these letters are the words directly spoken by the risen Christ from God the Father. They are to the churches of the time of writing and throughout all the ages. They are words for us collectively and individually. So let us look into the letter to the Church of Thyatra. It was written in a significant and powerful moment. The world powers opposed to the living God appeared to be winning. Yet into the chaos and destruction, the voice of freedom steps in. Revelation chapter 2, verse 18. And to the angel of the Church of Thyatra write, These things says the Son of God, who has eyes like a flame of fire and his feet like fine brass. What a powerful picture. Jesus with eyes like a flame of fire. His eyes pierce into the innermost parts of emotions and thoughts. To those who have received him, given their total allegiance to him, there is no fear. We have been purified, washed, cleansed and set free by his work. His work being that of the cross. Where he surrendered his human will and laid down his life so that we could live in his resurrection victory from that place of surrender. Yes, our works will be assessed, not whether they were good or bad, but whether they were led by his Spirit, in the will of our Father, or whether they were led by our flesh, in the will of our flesh. The one with eyes like fire reveals himself as the Son of God. This is very significant. He reveals himself in his power and authority, presence and position, inheritance and love. Jesus is reminding his people of his relationship with the Father and their relationship in him. As children of God, as firstborn sons, one in him, having given their allegiance to him. To those who have given their allegiance to evil, yet say they have given their allegiance to Jesus, come under judgment. Their deception is exposed, and they have no place in God's kingdom. There are those in the church who have knowingly given their allegiance to evil and Satan, and deliberately declare war on God by attempting to corrupt and lure his people away from him. Revelation chapter 2, verse 19 I know your works, love, service, faith, and your patience, and as for your works, the last are more than the first. Jesus, the all-powerful one, is everywhere and all-knowing. He is the Son of God. He knows us better than we know ourselves. Not only does he see the outward things as the things that we do, but most significantly he sees our heart and the reasons why we do what we do. Jesus says, I know your works. In this context, their works are a result of receiving him and his work, especially his love. As a result of living in the revelation of his love, the fruit of his work, the outworking of his fruit of love, is their service. They are also commended for their faith, which is again a fruit of his work. Therefore more of his fruit is produced in them. In this instance, it is their patience. Jesus adds about their works that they are doing more than they did before. Revelation chapter 2, verses 20 to 23. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you, because you allow that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, to teach and seduce my servants to to commit sexual immorality and eat things sacrificed to idols. And I give her time to repent of her sexual immorality, and she did not repent. Indeed, I will cast her into a sick bed, and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation, unless they repent of their deeds. I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am he who, who searches the minds and hearts, and I will give to each one of you according to your works. The situation in the church is serious. The care of Jesus' people has been threatened. When Jesus walked the earth as a man, he did life with his disciples. Several times he warned his disciples against false prophets. That they would attempt to seduce and corrupt his people. Jesus said, as recorded in the Gospel of Matthew, that false prophets are wolves in sheep's clothing, meaning they have given their allegiance to evil and everything that opposes God, yet claim to be from him. They deliberately, knowingly, willingly deceive God's people with one motive alone— to corrupt and seduce them away from him. This warning and each letter to the seven churches is relevant to us today. We live in the end times when Jesus said, in Matthew 24, verses 11 to 14, Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold but he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. We will know the false prophets by their fruit. The fruit of Jezebel's evil was seduction into sexual immorality, corruption of the flesh, idol worship, and the reproduction of evil, deliberately, knowingly, deceptively opposing God and his people, outwardly giving the appearance that they are his, yet the deception must be exposed. Sexual immorality and idolatry was part of the culture. Sexual immorality was linked to temple worship, as was eating food sacrificed to gods. These gods were formed by humanity out of the fallen image of humanity. Lawlessness abounds. The love of many will grow cold. Self-gratification was the motive for every action. We see much of the same today all over the world. Things that God declared were abuses, our societies declared they are good. In doing so, Usurping God's authority, power, and dominion. Today, many aspects of the media continually seduce and lure us into self gratification and self glorification. There is chaos, confusion, a distortion of love, sexuality, and identity. But what is so amazing about God? Is that he knows the woman Jezebel will not turn from her wicked ways, yet still he gave her the opportunity to do so. God pursues each one in love, even knowing there are those who will never receive him. Sadly, there are many like Jezebel and her spiritual seed which will choose to reject their only pathway to salvation. In rejecting Jesus, Jezebel confirmed her allegiance to evil and the reproduction of it. That is her works for which she shall be judged. It is one thing to choose to give allegiance to evil, but to knowingly deceive God's people with the sole desire to corrupt and destroy them is pure evil. Jesus must step in and kill such evil. So the one with the eyes like fire will kill the children of Jezebel. That is, those who have knowingly and willingly chosen to align themselves with evil and to continue to lure and deceive God's people away from him. It is that reproducing seed of pure evil that must be killed in order to protect God's people. It is the seed of evil itself it's not people. And the root of such evil is Satan, the deceiver and enemy of God. Jesus said as a result of him killing the children of Jezebel, that all the churches shall know that I am he who searches the minds and hearts, and I will give to each one of you according to your works. Even in their rebellion and wanderings, the people of ancient Israel understood that God not only created the heavens and the earth, but He knew the hearts and minds of people. This is what set Yahweh apart from all other gods of the surrounding nations. Only God, the eternal one, sees into people's hearts and knows every motive and thought. Thus, in the present context of the church and theatra, where many gods were given power to reign, the judgment of Jezebel and her children will result in all the churches knowing that Christ himself is divine, as only God knows the hearts and minds of people. Jesus searches the hearts and minds and will repay everyone according to the motive behind their works. Jesus' words are clear. He speaks personally to each one. He makes this general letter personal. It is a letter for all believers throughout the ages. The one with eyes like fire is speaking these words of encouragement and warning to the believers of Theatra, at the same time to all the churches and subsequent readers throughout the ages. The works of his people is to receive him and his work giving total allegiance to him, surrendered to the will of our Father, receiving from him, letting him do the work in us, in us and through us. As a result, we are fruitful and victorious, all his work to the glory of the Father. From our hearts that are transformed by him, being led by his Spirit and not our flesh in all that we do, we will bear much fruit. So to all who have received him, let us look into his eyes of fire and see his passion, his presence, his power, his love. Let us continue to the letter to Theatra. Revelation chapter 2, verses 24 to 25. Now to you I say, and to the rest in theatra, as many as do not have this doctrine, who have not known the depths of Satan, as they say, I will put on you no other burden, but hold fast what you have till I come. Jesus speaks light and life into the hearts and minds of those who have chosen to give their allegiance to him. They rejected the false prophet Jezebel and Satan's plans of corruption and destruction. They are to stand in his love, truth and power. Same for us today. We are told to hold fast to his truth, that is who he is, what he has done and will do. We are in him. When surrendered to the will of our Father, we let him transform our hearts and minds to that of Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore, in everything we do, by his Spirit, in his name, is to the glory of our Father. This, too, is a work of God. And Jesus gives a promise. Revelation chapter 2. Verses 26 to 29. And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give power over the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron. They shall be dashed to pieces like the potter's vessels, as I also have received from my Father, and I will give him the morning star. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. This letter to the Church at the time of writing and throughout the ages is all about power. Who we choose to give power to. There were those in the Church who gave power to the false prophets, who are the agents of Satan. Yet to those who give their allegiance to Jesus, they shall overcome. He gives us his power to stand in his truth, abide in his love, and live in his victory. Jesus promises that he will give his victorious victory and authority over the nations to us. The overcomers will participate in his final judgment over the nations. All the empires of humanity that oppose the living God will be judged and ruled with an iron scepter. They will be smashed to pieces like fragile pottery. This is reminiscent of Psalm 2, verses 8 to 9. Ask of me, and I will give you the nations for your inheritance, and the ends of the earth for your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. The dual promise when Yahweh told David to ask of me the nations for your inheritance has its fulfillment in the Messiah, in Jesus Christ. Thus, by implication, all believers would be participating with Jesus in the final judgment of the nations. Jesus confirms this, and just as he received all things from our Father, Jesus gives us all things that he has received. Jesus personally promises, I will give him the morning star, and he who overcomes, and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give power over the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron. They shall be dashed to pieces like the potter's vessels, as I also had received for my father and I will give him the morning star. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Father, we thank you that you've sent your Son. We thank you that you have given all things into his hands. And we thank you that through him and in him and by him, he gives all things to us. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Jesus. By your Spirit, as you continue to speak to us today, we say, yes, Lord. Your word is yes and amen. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.